Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to our Winners Worship Express, brought to you by Winners Church. My name is Pastor Patrick. I am glad to be here with you today. You see my shirt, you know the vibes. You are valuable, I am valuable. We're all valuable in Christ Jesus, amen. Listen, welcome. We're glad to have you here today. Before I begin, I wanna remind you that September 19th, we are reopening, we are having our in-person services again. We want you to be there. We want to see you. Some of you we have not seen in so long. We miss you. You know, we understand some people have been afraid because of the coronavirus. Some people have been hesitant. I don't want you to be afraid to meet in person. I want to remind you that you are covered. The other day I was laying down on my bed and I had a stirring. I was talking to my son about the Bible and I fell asleep, but I woke up and something just came up out of my spirit about being covered. And my son said, Dad, what's going on with you? Why are you talking this way? Because it was really from the Holy Spirit. And I wanna share with you what the Holy Spirit said to me, just to give you an encouragement and to remind you why you can be there September 19th. And you can be there because you are covered. The Bible said that you are covered by the blood of Jesus. This concept of being covered started in the book of Exodus chapter 12, when God is about to um, deliver the 10th plague to Egypt. And the Bible talks about before he delivered the 10th plague, he told Moses, I want you to practice, thing, to practice this thing called the Passover. You're going to celebrate, you're going to eat, but you're going to kill a lamb. You're going to sacrifice that lamb. You're going to take that, the blood of that lamb, you're going to put it on the doorpost. So that when a destroyer comes to deliver the 10th plague, the destroyer is going to pass over anybody's house who has the blood on the doorpost. So because of that, which is now a, a type and shadow, a pattern that we also practice, that same that same. That same thing that Moses instituted, we are instituted in our lives through the blood of Jesus. You are covered. And I'm not talking coverage like your medical insurance or your car insurance, where the moment you stop paying, you're not covered anymore. I'm not talking about just having something covered for a few accidents. No, you are covered. Your whole life is covered by the blood of Jesus. You are covered eternally. So I want to encourage you to not be afraid. Come along, celebrate, come along, and be in God's presence. It is so important for us to be together face-to-face. -face. The anointing takes place. Deliverance takes place. So much happens when we're together. So I want you to join us. Bring friends and family you believe, that you believe that may need the word of God, that may need to be blessed, that may need to be prayed for. Bring whoever you want. They're all invited. And we're going to have an awesome time in the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to minister to your people, to bless your people, to love your people, Father, through the word of God. Thank you for the plans and purposes that you have for them. Thank you that this word that I'm going to preach, this word that I'm going to speak to them, Father, is going to sit into their heart. It's a seed sown into their heart, and their faith is going to grow. They're going to be encouraged. They're going to be inspired. They're going to be stirred up. They're going to be set ablaze. Their fire that they have even now is going to increase tenfold. After this word, preach, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm standing online for Apple at the Apple store at the height of the, um, of the uh, coronavirus, and it's annoying because Apple now, because of the coronavirus, because of the guidelines set by the um, 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 CDC, now you can no longer go inside the store as you want. You have to set an appointment. So just imagine one day you get up and say, I need to, I need to get a headphone, or maybe my phone broke, or maybe, maybe my computer needs to be repaired. I'm just gonna walk in like you normally would, but you couldn't do that. I, I went there and they said, you gotta set an, appoint set an appointment. So I went back home, set an appointment, and the appointment I had to set for um, later on in the week. Finally got that appointment settled, but I'm standing online and the line is long when I get to the Apple store. And it's annoying. It's cold outside, and I'm standing online, and it's annoying. Then this man um, with a car drives up. He gets out of the car, and he looks at the line, 
back and forth. And he's like, he whispers something under his breath. And then he says, hey, you know, how can I get into the Apple store? He comes to the line and there's somebody standing behind me. Well, you gotta stand in the line. The line starts all the way back there. And he's like, back there? And she's like, yeah. He's like, oh man. So he actually goes to the front of the line. He's talking to so-and-so and they let him in the store. The people in the back of the line, the front of the line, he's like, yo, what's going on? Well, how did he do that? They are pissed. Within maybe about 20 minutes, he comes back out, smiling, happy, because <laughs> he got his stuff taken care of. And people are like, yo, yo, how did that happen? People actually started going to the front of the line complaining. And the man, he didn't really say much. He just smiled, got into his car, drove off. And that was it. People were complaining, fighting. But when he walked away, the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. And the Holy Spirit began to show me, why do you think someone like that can do that? Why do you think he felt confident enough to go up to the line, speak whatever he spoke to them, and get into the store when he wasn't supposed to do that? Why do you think that? And Lord began to show me it's because of how he sees himself, it's because of his mentality. And today, I want to talk to you about the above all mentality. That's the title of my, my message today, actually, the above all mentality. Friends and family, I want to let you know that how we think, how we see ourselves is very important. The Bible actually said, the Bible actually says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I remember when I was a teenager, my mother would come to me at the age of 13. Do you know today's your birthday? At the age of 14, say the same thing. Do you know today's your birthday? 15, 16, 17. One day I asked my mom, why do you keep doing that? How come I can't just get a good morning, happy birthday, good to see you, you know you're this age? She said, she said to me, I want to keep reminding you that you're getting older and your responsibilities are increasing. Now, some people would say that's not the best, but she tried her best, whatever. But what she was trying to do is she was trying to get me to see something. She was trying to get me to change my mentality because once you go from age to age, you go from maturity to maturity new responsibilities, new assignments. And my mother wanted to give me, my mother wanted me, wanted me to help me understand that you're no longer a young boy, you're now gonna become a young man soon. And now once you become a young man, life is gonna be different for you. This is what God was trying to do with the children of Israel. When he delivered them from Egypt, he was trying to change their mindset. He understood, he knew. You guys have lived 400 years as slaves. 400 years, so I know your mentality is not gonna change overnight, but yet I'm gonna do signs and wonders. I'm gonna do miraculously in your life. I'm gonna do so much so that when your mind is now being challenged to think higher, to think different, you can always go back to the signs and wonders. You can always go back to the, to, to the miracles. But the Bible said that the children of Israel rebelled. It didn't say they didn't understand. It didn't say that, that um, they weren't able to comprehend. It said that they rebelled. They actually, they, they saw the miracles, they saw slavery, and they said, uh, we want to go back to slavery. We want to go back to where people used to provide for us. We don't want to be an independent nation. We want to go back to being a nation that's being put under. Their mindset, unfortunately, did not change. And many of them, not all, many of them missed it. But today, that's not going to be your story. Because I'm going to show you why you have a right to have a, a above all mentality. And the first scripture I'm going to read to you comes from the book of Ephesians. And I remember the first time I read this, the first time I got this, my prayer life changed. If you get what I'm about to tell you in this message today, your prayer life, the way you practice your Christianity is going to be, a, is going to be different. When you go to work, things are going to be different for you. If you get what I'm, trying to, what, I'm get, what I'm trying to deliver to you today. And the first scripture reads is this. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 to 23, Paul is praying. 
And Paul says this in his prayer, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, the same power that he worked in Christ is also, is that also at work in us. The same power that he used to raise Christ from the dead is that same power that's at work, at work in us. We have resurrection power inside of us. And then it continues, in which he worked in Christ and he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all, far above all, principality, power, might, and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in which is to come. So no matter what year it is, no matter what age it is, Jesus Christ is above all. Jesus Christ is at the top. He's at the top, top. He's the bosses of the bosses, amen? He's the dawn of the dawns, amen? And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So this scripture is telling us Jesus is now in charge. In the old covenant, Yahweh was the one that was in charge of things. Yahweh was the one that was was um, helping, promoting, blessing. But under the new covenant, because of the sacrifice that Jesus made, because of his willingness to obey, God has now said Jesus Christ is now the one. He's the one that's going to be the head of all things. And not only that, he's going to be at my right hand, above all, and all things are going to be under his feet. This is why when we're challenged to preach the gospel, nobody can really challenge us because our, our Lord, our master, the top of, of the top. Now, having a mindset that Jesus is at the top helps us not to be afraid. It helps us that, listen, be, um, to help you understand this, I live in a neighborhood that's predominantly Polish and white, and it's a great neighborhood, but there is some, there's, there's some underlying um, racism that, that, that's there. Sometimes you get dirty looks. Sometimes people watch you. Sometimes people, um, you know, when they walk past you, they're turning back, looking at you. You know, it happens. It's okay. I'm not here to complain to you. But I want to show you something very powerful. The other day, my wife came to me and said, honey, you know, there's another black couple in this neighborhood, and they asked us, how do we do it? Because she was saying that her husband was so turned off by the neighborhood that he no longer wanted to be outside. And I told my wife, I said, you know what, babe? To be honest with you, how, we, how I do it is that I no longer pay attention because I now have an understanding that Jesus is my master and savior. Racism does not bother me anymore. Whatever is going on with the police does not bother me anymore. I, it's there. It exists. But as for me, in my household, it's not going to bother us. Even our children, we're teaching them, listen, no matter who you are, where you're at, Jesus is the Lord of your life. But he's not, also the, he's not also the Lord of your life. He's the Lord of all. He's above all. And he is master. He is savior. He is all powerful. You have nothing to be afraid of. He is the one that's setting you up. He is the one that's promoting you. He is the one that's blessing you. He is the one that's bringing you wealth, glory, power, honor. Therefore, why should, we not, should I be concerned about what somebody else thinks about me when Jesus is my master and savior? I didn't have this mindset before. I dealt with issues of confidence and courage and being bold. Yes, I'll be very honest with you. Sometimes it was hard for me to go to certain places. Sometimes it was hard for me to sit in, certain, in restaurants thinking about, oh, what are they thinking about me? You know, they may, not, they may not like me. They may not want me here. And the same thing happens in the black community as well. But no matter where you are, where you're going, no matter what the culture, the ethnicity, Jesus is master, Lord, and above all. All authorities, all powers, he's master, master and above all when it comes to strength. Therefore, he is your savior. He is your Lord. No longer be concerned about anybody or anything when it comes to what they're thinking about you. They cannot stop you. Once Jesus has spoke a word, once many of you are working at jobs, you may be a little concerned about being fired. 
you have your career. Maybe um, they're telling you to do things you shouldn't be doing, or maybe they are mistreating you. And they're not, they're not to be treated, they're, not, they're, they're doing wrong. Listen, turn to the Lord. Turn to your master and savior. Walk in boldness and authority saying, listen, Jesus is my Lord and this job will not affect me. This job will not stop me. And begin to pray and begin to speak to the Lord and the Lord will help you because he is above all. Amen? But it doesn't stop there. And, 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 and the next question we have to ask ourselves, being that Jesus is Lord, what happens next? How does this really help me? I'm going to show you how it helps you in the next scripture of Ephesians. Whew. Now, before I go into that, I want to I I say this to you. That position that Jesus has is a coveted position. That position actually, the Bible talks about um, Satan, who was once Lucifer, tried to get the same position of where Jesus is seated at. And it says in, in, in Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I also sit on a mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you should be brought down to Sheol, 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 to the lowest parts of the pit. So Satan at one point wanted the position that Jesus had. He wanted to be like the most high. He didn't get it, but Jesus got it. So I want to encourage you, and I want you to really understand the position that Jesus has. And because of that position, never, ever be afraid or be moved by people's thoughts, by circumstances. Amen? There's a great calling inside you. There's so much you have inside, inside or in store for you. Jesus has such a great and awesome plan for your life. I want to encourage you to submit and yield to that, being that he's the Lord of your life. Don't be afraid to go nowhere, especially maybe you're called to preach the gospel. You're called to bless people. You're called to help people. Don't be afraid or concerned about finances. Jesus is the Lord of your life. You're called to lead a family, or you're leading a family right now. Don't be afraid to leave your family with, lead your family with boldness. Don't be afraid to tell your children to be great. Don't be afraid to aspire to, 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 to greater things because Jesus is your Lord and he's above all things. Amen? Now I want to get into our next scripture that's found in Ephesians chapter 2, and this is the most important thing I'm going to share with you. From this point out, I want you to really listen and take notes if you can. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 6 says, And he made alive who were dead, and, he, and you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works, and the sons of disobedience. You were once like that, Amen. You know, you're no longer a son of disobedience. You are a son of obedience. You are a son of light or a daughter of light, a daughter of obedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. So you're no longer walking in the flesh. You're now in the spirit. This is why sin, temptations have no power over you. This is why you're able to resist. This is why when you may feel an urge, you, feel a, 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 you may feel an urge to do something that's wrong, you feel a greater urge to resist, amen? And then it reads, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So where are you seated? You are seated in Christ Jesus at the right hand of God. Wow. Now, why is that so important? Why is this such a big deal? Because 
Think of it. If I am in, if we are in Christ Jesus at the right hand of God and principalities, powers, rulers, dominions are under us, that means we have the same authority Jesus Christ has. Now, we don't have the type of authority where we can walk into Albany and say, listen, Governor Cuomo, you need to leave office right now. That's not the type of authority God is talking about. We have a spiritual authority. That's the first authority that we have, spiritual authority. That means, guess what? Because we have authority, sickness and disease doesn't have to ravish our lives. I want to share a dream with you. Many of you have heard it. Some of you have heard it. Some of, some of you have not. I had a dream one day. I was standing somewhere. It was dark. And I saw a man and I saw a woman, muscular. Both of them looked good. They had workout clothes on. And a man came to me and said, it's time to receive sickness and disease. Key word, receive. Sickness and disease can't just come in my body. But in this dream, this evil spirit knew I got to come like this. It's time for you to receive it. Because once you're in Christ Jesus at the right hand of God, sickness and disease just can't ravish your body like that. It can only be, it has to be given permission. That permission comes from you. Yes, it comes from you. So you are not free game anymore. You cannot just, it's not like, that's why the Bible said that Satan walks about like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may do. He's like, he's looking. Is this one weak? Does this, does, does this one know the word of God? Is this one walking in doubt? Is this one um, um, thinking good thoughts about themselves? What are they thinking? Let me see. He's seeking. He can't just come and just take, take over. He can't do that. Once the, this is why. Christians being demon-possessed is a false is a false doctrine. It's not a doctrine of heaven. You, a Christian cannot be demon-possessed. Let's just put that out there. Demons cannot just walk into my body. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, now a demon may come and try to sit on my shoulder and try to talk to me and try to seduce me with thoughts, but a demon just can't have their way with me anymore. That, that Those days are over. I don't have to be bound to lust. I don't have to be bound to any type of sin. Because I am in Christ Jesus above all. It's only when I receive the, 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 the spirit of lust. It's only when I receive the spirit of sickness and disease. It's only when I receive things of hell that then they begin to um, um, ravish my body or begin to make me do things I don't want to do. Key word, receive. You are in Christ Jesus. I remember when I first got this revelation, oh my God, I said, you know what? Every evil spirit in my community needs to leave right now. I was, man, I was bold in prayer. I remember one time um, when we used, to, we used to live in Jamaica Estates, and as you know, I had some old habits where I used to go outside and just walk around <laughs> around 7 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock minute, I just walk around. I was curious what's going on in the neighborhood, what's happening when it gets dark out here. And around that area, Jamaica Estates is close to Hillside. Hillside Avenue was a whole nother, was a whole nother place after midnight. <laughs> so I'm walking around, and I see a group of men fighting. And they're getting at it. And one of the guys, he pulls out a gun. And it's a silver gun. So it's not a black gun. It's silver. I see clearly it's a real gun. And I remember um, 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 they're like, I'm in the street walking by the side of the cars. And then, you know, there's traffic coming here. And they're in the sidewalk. So I'm close enough to see everything. And I'm walking. I say, no, peace, peace, peace. I speak peace into this situation. I rebuke the spirit of violence. I begin to just um, speak peace, begin to pray. The guy pulled a gun. And he put the gun away, and they all just walked away just like that. I mean, when he pulled the gun out, they were arguing for a while. But the moment I spoke that, they walked away. And I have a habit now, whenever I'm walking into places where I see fighting, arguing, I speak peace. I speak blessings over that place. Because I know that many times there are evil spirits seducing men and women to get together and fight. Sometimes people are filled with the spirit of violence. So they want to fight. They want to bring harm. But we who are believers, we who are the light, we have power over those things. 
This is why you don't just let things come into your community. That's right, you can pray against sexual trafficking in your community. You can pray against rapes. You can pray against the spirit of divorces. You know, there was a man, um, 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 his last name is Ramirez. Uh, forgive me, I don't remember his first name, but he's um, of a Hispanic descent, Hispanic, he's Hispanic. And he said that when he was a Satan worshiper, they had, a, they had assignments with, uh, and their assignment was to go around and cause car accidents to happen in different communities. Sometimes we see car accidents happening. Sometimes those are people, maybe witches or warlocks, who are actually casting spells. This stuff is real. This stuff is, I know it's a little bit above what you're seeing day to day in the news, but the thing of demonology, spirituality, um, the things of heaven, the supernatural, these things are all real. And the good news is this, we have authority over evil forces. But yes, this man said that they will go around casting, um, 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 causing car accidents to happen. And this man said that one day he was flying around and then he saw this, this large light on the sidewalk and then from, from where he was flying. He went down, he's in the spirit of course, not, not the Holy Spirit, but he's actually in a, in a, in a realm, in a supernatural realm. And he goes down to see what this light is and he sees a bunch of Christians praying in this community. And he said every time he tried to cast a spell, he tried to um, cast things that would not work because of these group of Christians. Now maybe you, not be, you, you may not be dealing with something as that, but maybe you may be dealing with a spirit of depression. You may be dealing, when I say you're dealing with it, maybe a spirit of depression is seducing you, making you think you have depression, make, or, or making you feel like you have depression. Maybe you're dealing with um, thoughts of suicide. Maybe you're dealing, you're dealing with thoughts or where spirits are trying to say, you're not adequate enough. Listen, you have authority, cast those spirits out. Say, listen, leave me alone. I remember one time I was laying down on my bed. I'm a married man. And for some reason, let me say for some reason, but I was laying on my bed that night and the spirit of that kept coming, it kept coming. Oh man, oh my God. And I said, Lord, and the way the Lord came that day, it was amazing. I said, Lord, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep lusting? And the Lord said, there's nothing wrong with you. It's a spirit of lust, cast it out. And I began, and I, be, and I cast it out. And from that point on, I stopped lusting from that, um, that, that day. Now, sometimes the spirit of lust will come. Uh, now that I know what to do, I cast it out. But I never forget the words, the word, the, I never forget the words of the Lord, the, the words of the Holy Spirit. It's not you, it's a spirit. Sometimes these evil spirits come sounding like you, making it stink as you. You are not your feelings, you are not your sin. You are holy, you are pure, you are righteous, you are clean. That's why sometimes if you're living in sin, you feel that grievance. But whenever you feel that grievance, because you're going against your true spiritual nature. That's right. You're holy, pure, clean. You are, but you're not the spirit of lust. You're not the spirit of depression. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, when I was studying, I'm just I'm reminded of what the Holy Spirit said to me. The Holy Spirit spoke these words to me. I'm gonna, I'm proud, I didn't write it down, but I remember what he said to me. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me. You've been born with such a great, great personality, filled with laughter, filled with fun, jovial. You have been born where you're meant to be popular, you're meant to be famous, you're meant to be liked, you're meant to be pulled upon, people are attracted to you. However, you have allowed different thoughts or spirits to come and to tell you different, even people to tell you different. The Lord is saying, stop that now. Don't receive the thoughts that I have not given you, but receive the thoughts that I gave you. Receive the thoughts that you are the light of the world. You are light, you are wanted, you are desired. Many of you, many of you, all of you, you have great personalities, but evil spirits have come through trauma, through people speaking negatively. I remember one time somebody, um, a family member told me said, 
one day you're gonna be, a, or not one day, she, she, this person said to me, you're gonna be a very serious person when you get older. And I never forget, I believed that word and I held on to that word and one day the Lord corrected me, you're not a serious person. Don't accept that for your life. No, you're a happiest, per you're a happiest person. Now this person that said it may have, may have done it innocently, but the mistake I made was to receive that word. And some of us are making that same mistake with our personalities. You have a great personality, and but someone comes to speak contrary to that personality. Or um, um, uh, evil spirit speaks contrary to that personality. Don't receive that anymore. No, your personality, your mindset, how you are is blessed. You are great. You're amazing. You are beautiful. And you know, maybe an offense has caused you. Uh, I was born, I, I'm a class clown. I was a class clown when I was in high school. I'm a class clown. Now, I'm really, if you get to know me, I'm really a funny person. But because of different traumas and because of different experiences, I've gotten serious. Like just I said, but I got, just like I'm the woman, I'm the, the person said to me and I received that word. But no, 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 the Lord showed me that, no, you're really a funny person and that's who I created you to be. But the same thing for you. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're very smart. You're, you're, you're good with stocks. You're good with investments. Or maybe you're good. You're, you're good somehow. But people or spirits have told you otherwise. No more in Jesus' mighty name. I speak life right now. Your personality, how you are, how you see yourself. I mean, um, the thing that God has given to you is blessed in Jesus' mighty name. If you see yourself negatively, begin to change how you see yourself from this point on, because you are seated high in the heavenly places at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus. And guess what? I want to ask that because you're at the right hand of God, God has your, you, um, God, um, you have God's ear. You and God are in partnership. You can talk to your father. Amen? All this happens through Christ Jesus, but we have to begin to see ourselves this way. This is the mentality that the Lord wants us to have. And how are we going to get to this mentality? How are we going to really truly see ourselves the way God sees us, the way Jesus sees us? We're going to go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. As then you were raised with Christ, seek, seek, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, I love this, and your life is hidden. Your life is hidden with Christ and God. This actually adds further evidence to why you're not free game any longer. But it says to set your mind on the things above. It didn't say that the things above will be set on your mind. It said that you have to set your mind. You have to put your mind toward the things above. Think about it. If you worked, um, you're working as a bank teller, and then they begin to promote you, and you become a branch manager. Will you find a branch manager going to learn about being a, um, learning to, to better his skills as a bank teller, or will you find that branch manager um, practicing the duties of a bank teller? No, that branch manager, because of his now, his now promotion, because of how he's been elevated, he's doing things different now. Now he's leading a branch, amen? But the same thing for you. Once you're in Christ Jesus, you no longer have to live like the world or be like the world. Yeah, and I know the spirit of rejection makes you feel like you should be like them, but don't, don't receive the spirit of rejection. Reject the spirit of rejection. But yeah, once you, get, once you come outside of the world, your, your, your mind should be set on things above. See yourself how God sees you. See yourself the way the Bible says you are seen. Amen? Don't see yourself less than. Think about it, right? Many of us, if not all of us, we want to be successful. And we wanna, when we want to be successful, what do we do? 
We look at other great stories of people who are successful, amen? Do you look at stories of people who have failed? No, you don't really do that. You look at stories of people who have been successful, people who have made it, people who have gone far, people who have actually done it, don't you? We all do that, right? They, they work the same way with the Word of God. Now, when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to heavenly things, we got to seek those things out. We got to set our mind to those things. We got to start with the Word of God, get into the Word of God. Because when you do this more often, you're going to begin to have that above, above all mentality. It's amazing how the Lord spoke to me about the spirit of lust. If I had not known the Word, if I had not been acquainted with the Holy Spirit, I would never believe what the Lord told me. I would have continued to reject. I said, no, nah, this is me. I need help. I need a deliverance meeting. I need to be prayed over for two, three hours. Oh, I need to go to counseling. And there's nothing wrong with counseling. There's nothing wrong with therapy. It's good to have it. If you are, are, are not stable enough, if you don't have enough faith to believe this, please get yourself some help, whatever you can to do, but add the word of God to it. But if I had that mindset, I would have never been delivered. And I would have been out there cheating on my wife, doing all types of crazy things. But no, 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 no. The Lord said, this is not you. Amen? Think about it. When a man gets married, can he live like a bachelor? Can he go to the strip clubs? Can he go and cheat on his wife? Can he live contrary to being a husband? The moment he becomes a husband, he has to change his mindset. Now, he, he, has, to, he has to seek those things uh, uh, that a husband should seek. Now, watch this. This is very powerful. I share with you in the book of Isaiah about what Satan tried to do. Actually, correction, he didn't, he didn't try to do it. The Bible says this, is that in Isaiah... Chapter 14, 13, it said that Satan said in his heart, he was thinking and planning in his heart to do something. And then God saw that and said, iniquity has been found in you. No, 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 it stops here. Why am I bringing that up? Because it starts with how you think and see yourself. Bible said that God knows the secrets of our heart. This is why the Bible says that, um, that um, Jesus said this very powerful statement. He said that if a man commits... If a man is married and he lusts, if he thinks in his heart about another woman sexually, that man has committed adultery. What does that tell us? That tells us this is that, this shows us that this is how powerful our thoughts, our inner thoughts are. And this is why it's so important to seek the things that are above, to seek the things that God has given to us, to seek the things that the Lord has spoken to us. Even this message today, I would encourage you to go even further and study it out for, you, study it out for yourselves. Seek the above all mentality because this mentality is going to help you. One of the reasons why I'm not afraid of what's happening in our world today because I have this mentality and I look to the Lord for everything. I seek the Lord out. I'm not scared or concerned. I remember when I had the dream of my daughter getting the coronavirus. Oh, that dream was so scary. I mean, some of the dreams I have, they are so real. I wake up exhausted and I wake up, my heart is pumping. I'm afraid sometimes. But this particular dream, I was so afraid because my daughter had gotten the coronavirus in a dream. And then I was in the subway and someone, a little girl came to me and said, your daughter's in the hospital by herself. And there's no one there with her. And I was so discouraged. It was, the dream felt so real. Oh my God. And I woke up. Um, about a month later, she got sick with a fever. And I got up and said, no. And I began to pray. I prayed so much. I, didn't, I hardly slept that night. Um, um, Pastor Fabian can tell you, I hardly slept that night. But I had the mindset saying, I had a dream. I have authority. I'm above all. And the spirit of coronavirus cannot attack my home, neither can it attack my daughter. And I prayed all night, and within, 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 um, by the end of that, that prayer, by the, um, by the early morning, the fever had gone away. The fever had gone away. That was it. Why? Because of this mindset that I have. Sometimes I practice 
my authority by casting out evil spirits in different places. I remember a story that Pastor Jock told me, very powerful. He said that when the church, um, when his church was on Jamaica Avenue on the storefront, amen, um, there was a strip club or some type of bar that had that type of business where there were women there, um, you know, those type, that type of thing, strip club or something like that. And he said a few others from the church went up to that bar, <laughs> went up to this location, they laid their hands in that building and they began to curse that thing. In the name of Jesus, you can't be here. We cast you out. They began to, it was amazing. But sure enough, that place shut down within a few weeks, just like that, shut down. And if you know anything about Jamaica Avenue, Jamaica Avenue is known to have many bars like that. But in this particular location, where Winner's Church was, there was no bars no longer on that street. No longer, because of what these young men did. And I want to encourage you to take authority. Take authority. Don't allow yourselves, I'm going to say something that's going to be a little graphic, but please do not be offended by this. Don't become a mental slut. What do I mean by mental slut? Don't allow any thought just to pervade your, come into your mind and sleep in there. Don't do that. Don't allow any thought just to come and say, hey, let me just hang out here, let me chill. No, no, take authority. If, it, if it's not thoughts of righteousness, peace, holiness, and even holiness, yes, begin to think thoughts of being holy. You are holy. That's gonna actually help you to refrain from sinning. It's gonna actually give you power over sin when you do, when you practice this. But don't just allow any thought to come in there. Oh, you're nothing. Oh, you're gonna fail. Oh, you're gonna get the virus. Oh, you better watch out. Stay inside. Don't travel. Don't go here. Don't go there. Just stay put for another year or two. Then you'll be fine. No, don't think like that. Go outside. Enjoy yourself. Take authority. Say, no, in the name of Jesus, get out of my mind. Get out of my mind. Matter of fact, I want to close with, with some declarations. Start, let's start declaring some things. Let's declare that I'm, I'm above all. Amen? Let's declare that I'm at the right hand of God. Go ahead and say that. Let's declare I am seated in Christ Jesus and my life is hidden. Let's do that. Let's make some bold declarations of how powerful we are, how much authority we have. Let's declare we are unstoppable. Let's declare we are immovable. Let's declare we are above reproach. Yes, 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 yes. We are above sin. Yes, amen. In Christ Jesus, we are perfect. Amen. Write it in the comments or write it somewhere. In Christ Jesus, we are holy. In Christ Jesus, we are at the top, top. We are, at the, we, are at, we are the dawn of the dawns. We are above all in Jesus' mighty name. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can get in our way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. There's no demon that can stop us. No depression can stop us. No thoughts of suicide, Alzheimer's, whatever evil spirit you are, you cannot stop us. We are above all. We are powerful. We are great. You are beneath us. You're at the bottom of our feet. We are walking all over you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said that we should tread upon serpents in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We are treading upon evil spirits. We are treading upon negative thoughts. We are treading upon anything that's tried to stop us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to remember these words. You are above all. If you don't believe it now, this is my encouragement to you. Continue to read these scriptures over and over until you get it. Sometimes with the Bible, you got to keep reading something until you get it. Read it over and over and over again until it gets into your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I pray for you right now. This is your season of taking all. You may have missed it in the past. You may have done things that are wrong. You may have not taken heed to the Holy Spirit. This is your time and moment to take heed to the Holy Spirit and to receive the blessings, to receive the honor, to receive more power for what the Holy Spirit has for you. 
My God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I just pray you receive that grace. I pray that you're not resisted with negative thinking. You're not resisted with doubt. But I pray you receive the grace of God to take all. You receive the grace of God to walk in your authority. Yes, your authority. You receive the grace of God to think the right thoughts about yourself, to think the right thoughts about heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, don't allow anything to stop you from moving forward. Don't allow anything to stop you from going where you need to go. I pray in the mighty name of of Jesus Christ, that this will be a season of pressing forward. This will be a season of breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I love you and I'm looking forward to your advancement. And before we go, I just want to take this time out to ask if there's anybody out there who has not given their life to Jesus. If you're out there and you're not born again yet, this is your time to get born again. Before I got, I remember when someone came to preach to me about salvation, I was around, nine, around, no, around 17, and I said, oh, when I get married, I'll, I'll give my life to Christ because by, by then I'll stop um, trying to mess around with women and, um, you know, but that was a big mistake. And if I'm speaking to you now or somebody else is speaking to you and someone has come to you with this invitation, I want you to accept this invitation for your life. Don't make the mistake. God has a plan. If he, and if he can start now today, that's beautiful, but don't let them start later on in your life. Many people make the mistake where they want to start living for God in their old age or in their 50s, their 60s. Don't do that. Now is the day to live for God. And if you're at that age, now is the day to live for God. And it's very simple. It's easy. We're going to say a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. Take your hand and place it on your heart. And say, Lord God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your compassion. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart, take rule, take reign, take authority over my heart. I now make you my Lord and Savior. Friends and family, if you pray that simple prayer, you are now born again. You're holy, you're pure, you're righteous, you're clean, you're forgiven, you're above reproach. Yes, in Christ Jesus, you are above reproach. Please, 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 if you said that for the first time, let us know. Send us a text message at the number that's at the bottom of the screen, letting us know that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. And this is a time to give. This is a time to sow your seed. This is a time. Pastor Reese recently released the email called Summer Sowers. If you have not read it, make sure you read it. Giving a special thanks for all those who have sold. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I also want to say this. It's amazing that you have decided to believe God and sow into this house. You have not been moved by the outside circumstances. You're not been moved by the news. You've not been moved by anything on the outward. You've been moved by the word of God. You've been moved by God's plan and purpose for your finances. You understand that God has a plan and purpose and, one of the, and how that's going to um, come to life or how that's going to come to pass is that through your giving. So I want to thank you so much and I want to encourage you and I want to commend you for, to, uh, and believe, for believing, but I want to encourage you to continue to believe God with your money, with your finances. And for those of you who still struggle with it, listen, the time is, it, 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 it's, I gotta stop playing games. It's time to give. I want to encourage you to believe God with your money. I used to pay half of my tithes and I was, do, I was doing it wrong. And the moment I started doing things the right way, I remember I worked at the bank and things changed for me. I remember the promotions, the blessing, the bonuses, all types, of, all types of financial opportunities came for me when I began to tithe in truth, when I began to tithe the right way. So I want to encourage you to be a tither, to be a giver, to be a sower. Trust God. Listen, people who don't pay their tithes, I've seen it over and over. Many times they struggle financially. Or many times that financial blink is removed once their job is ready to um, make some cuts or ready to close down. 
But people who have paid their tithes, I've seen them. Be, I've seen people um, become spared throughout this whole um, pandemic. So I want to encourage you to have faith, pay your tithes and offerings, trust God. We're not manipulating you. We're not lying to you. You give, God's going to bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you're ready to give, all that information is at the bottom of the screen. You can choose anyone you like. Go ahead and sow in Jesus' mighty name. And with that being said, Women's Church, I love you. Listen, September 19th, we're meeting again, okay? In-person services, be there, don't be afraid. Come there, come bold, come confidently because you are covered by the blood of Jesus. God is ready to do a work in your life and he wants to do it with in-person services. So I wanna encourage you to be there in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you, glad to see you, and, I, and we'll see you next time, amen? God bless.